welcome to And It's Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 730 Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. That's one word, no spaces. I'm Avery Ames, writer of adult fantasy. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, today we are going to talk about combining characters while revising, um, how to know when you should, and how we each go about it. So I think first we'll kind of talk about like what this is, which seems pretty self-explanatory, but it's if you revise and you realize you have too many characters or there's there are characters that are kind of serving very small roles, um, sometimes you can mash them all together into a Franken character, reduce the cast and kind of simplify and streamline things. Yes. And it does make the story better if you need it, for sure. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been a book I have finished that I have not in revision cut or combined a character. Same. Definitely. Definite same. Yeah. And I guess that's a good thing yeah. is to know when should you cut a character entirely and when should you like roll them into another character? I guess that's a good question. This happened to me very, very recently. I think it happened to you more recently, mm -hmm. um, but I think the way I did it um, was a little different than the way you decided to do it. Yeah. I basically was told you have to remove 30,000 words. <laughs> and I was like, well, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then, you know, after I was done being mad, what I did was I looked at my pitch. I looked at the thing that the people liked. And I thought to myself, what is in my book that does not pertain to these things? Basically, like I, I went in and I looked at my book and I said, what is happening in here that doesn't need to happen for this stuff to happen over here in my pitch that's really exciting? And you know, I ended up having to reduce a character. It was an inanimate character, but but I still did it because it was a character enough that it had a name. Yeah. So I ended up cutting it because I was like, it's not it's not really doing anything for the book. Like it is, mm -hmm. but the book can survive without it. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, it, yes, of course, your characters are doing all of them are doing something for the book. But what happens when you remove that character? Can your book survive without it? And then looking at your book and imagining you, you take a few steps back. You look at your book with some objectivity and you and you say, can this book survive without this character? And if it can't, cut it. Like, cut that bitch out. Yeah, I yeah, I've had a very similar thing where you're like, you look at the core of your plot. And yes, the core of some of your really important subplots. And then yes, see who's not adding to those. And sometimes it is a character you just really like. <laughs> And it's like, but you're not necessary, so I have to get rid of you. Um, yeah. My situation was actually a little bit different um, in that mine was kind of a murder mystery. It's not actually a murder, but it's a mystery. It's a whodunit. And I had solved a previous problem by adding more suspects. And each of the suspects just did not have a lot of depth. They were because of the length of the novel. I added too many people and they were all very shallow. And because of that, some of them just weren't even weren't really doing anything. Um, they were just there to be like, maybe. But then if you don't really give enough depth to them, nobody really considers them or they pop up again after 50 pages and people are like, who? Yeah. And some of them did like one very specific thing in the plot, whether it was part of the mystery or part of the rest of the plot. They had like one purpose. And I had to look at it and go, 
what if these three things were done by the same person? Yep. And kind of figure out how to mash them yeah. into one person. <laughs> if you have one character that's doing one thing, chances are you can have a different character have that ha- do that one thing. Mm-hmm. Because you want your characters to have, they, you want them to have depth. It's better to go deeper than wider. So like, yeah. keep that in mind and, and make one character deeper instead of three very shallow characters that uh, maybe aren't as interesting. Yeah. And it's hard to do <laughs> because you love all of your characters, right? Yeah. But this is the way I look at it. You did your rough draft or second draft. Sometimes it takes your third draft before you notice you need to lose a character. <laughs> and you've done that and you've written that character and you spent time with that character. And now your time with that character is done. <laughs> you still have those old drafts for yourself and you can look back at them whenever you want to. You can put that character in a different book, Foxy. I have done that. <laughs> or at the very least, I've reused their name. Yeah, so like you can you can do that. Uh, you don't have to keep them around. Uh, you can say goodbye and then in the end have a deeper, better book for it. And you should start to notice your book feels better after you get around to a third of the way through the book and you've removed this character. You'll be like, yep, it sure is moving along a lot better. Like, and you'll feel it and you'll know that you've made the right decision. And one of the ways that you can kind of check this in like a measurable way is to go into your document, do a search for their name. And if they don't show up between page 20 and page 200, then they're not doing enough in the story. And then kind of look and see if there's a character who shows up between pages 50 and 80 who's doing stuff and be like maybe these could be the same (laughs) now there is one there is one what is the word i'm looking for exception exception to this if you have a character that is doing something huge that affects the whole book like like a bad guy and he gets he gets put once on page 20 someone mentions his name and then on and then like I have one of my books that I did about three quarters of the way through. He starts appearing and you start seeing him more often. But you know because you know he's coming because all the characters are always talking about Yeah. But he doesn't really appear on the page until the very end. Yeah. Or like, for instance, in in Stormlight Archive, I just talked to my friends about this. There is this character (laughs) in the Stormlight Archive book one. His name is Sasson Sun Valino, Truthless of Shinovar. And he shows up. (laughs) once on page like two and then he doesn't appear again until like page like until like two hundred thousand words have gone by (laughs) and he doesn't do anything earth-changing for the book um but however there are references to the thing that he's doing in the first chapter that other characters make Mm -hmm. so he they're not mentioning his name because they don't know who who did it yeah um but you're you're they're mentioning what happened and it just it you know so long as there's a very big tie-in, a very, very big tie-in, it's probably fine. I think also you brought up a good point with it being Stormlight Archive, which is the scope of your story overall. Yeah. Because some stories are epic and have giant casts. And in that case, characters can disappear for a while. You know, you're reading the the Game of Thrones series and you'll have a character who shows up and then you don't hear from them for a while because you're hearing from other characters because it's so multi-POV. And so I think, yeah, genre and type of story does matter when you're doing that search function thing, Mm -hmm. because I was thinking more in in my stories, which are much more contained. So, yeah, I think taking the scope of your story into account is definitely something to do. That being said, I have a... I have a pretty big epic story with a pretty big scope and I still need to remove characters from it. Oh, yeah. Like, because if there, there is one character doing something that another character could be doing that would, would make that other character way deeper. And it's like, mm-hmm. 
if you can do that, if you can make one character a lot deeper by removing one of the other characters and letting him do the thing that that character is doing, do it. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah. Also thinking about how, how well developed a character is can be a factor because sometimes you will look and you will have like a minor character who has no development. This happened in that whole mystery subset of things that we were talking about with my recent book. There, there was a character who just needed to be there to be a suspect. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really any depth to them whatsoever. We didn't learn anything about their needs or their goals or their wants. And I was like, cutting them didn't really do anything to the story, which is kind of that first point is like that you were talking about is find the core of your story and can the story survive without them? Yeah. The first thing to do is if you, especially if you can get some beta readers or critique partners, if the first thing they say is, I am losing track of your characters, that can be when it's time to either realize I need to give them more depth or I need to combine some of them. I want to talk about something real quick because now you're getting my my gears turning. (laughs) I have a character in the book that I am currently working on and I have continuously asked myself, can this character go? And it is a side character and he doesn't do anything for the story. The story would definitely, definitely survive without him. His name is Secretary David Waffle Fry. (laughs) I'm not fucking with you. This character is real. He mans the secretary desk where my character works. We see him four times in in the in the story, and he's got a very small arc from when he's when he first starts working. He's messy, and he he's called David Waffle Fry because my character sees him eating waffle fries at his computer and is really annoyed by it. And then so we see him change throughout. Like every time this character gets seen, he's learned something about working at this place. And so he's basically showing the reader, for me, he is showing the reader what a little bit of world building on how it looks when you first start and how you look when you've worked at this job for like two years and you start to get good at it. It's something that we don't see with a protagonist because my protagonist is very good at his job. And this guy is the same thing, but he's new, but he only shows up four times and I need to remove words and he's sitting there and I still haven't gotten rid of him because I love the world building that he adds to it. Yes. Because he, he adds in this little like flavor every time he walks into work, you know, and and this guy is there. Now he's eating a salad instead of a hamburger. And wow, I'm so proud of you. You know, like there it's weird because he's doing this very subtle thing, but I could get rid of him. I could. But see, here's the deal. When we talked about whether they're serving the story or not, I'm not just talking about plot because it can serve as world building or helping develop another character's arc or some other important like little lego in your book Mm -hmm. um it doesn't necessarily have to be plot because yeah sometimes those characters are enriching your world and making it feel lived in yeah and in your case the the waffle fry thing makes him memorable enough (laughs) that i don't think people are going to forget who he is maybe i'll leave him in there i like like, i you know, I like him. I like him. And I, and I, I'm like, ah, oh, is he just, is he just campy? Like, is he just, you know, what? But I, I can't see myself getting rid of him, though. I got rid of a huge character, but yet he's still fucking there. Like, <laughs> like I don't know how he's managed to last this long. Well, like you said, it's, it's world building. Yeah. It's, it's something that develops this, this world. And sometimes it can be a character who is there for like comic relief in a story that is very darker as a weird side note this is be very brief i was in the tempest 
in high school, like a production of Shakespeare's The Tempest. And I was one of the comic relief characters. And they actually don't really do anything for the main plot. Um, and this is screenwriting and playwriting, which is a little bit different, but they don't really do anything for the main plot. They're just kind of like off goofing off mm -hmm. the whole plot and they kind of break up the other scenes. But the rest of the story is very dark. And so yeah. <laughs> our, our director was like, one time we were doing a scene and we just weren't pulling it off. The three of us who were like the comic relief. And the director was like, you guys have to be funny or everybody else is the audience is going to be miserable. You are there <laughs> to like break up the misery. That's your whole purpose. <laughs> You need to be funny. Uh, so sometimes they do serve a role that isn't really plot related, but is related to like the structure of the book. Yeah. So I guess I guess the lesson to be learned here is remove the characters that aren't essential to the book, but don't cut the small babies out all the time. Like the small ones. Yeah. I'm talking about the real small fries, like the ones that are just living in this world where there's all this shit happening mm -hmm. and they're like completely normal. Like leave them in because sometimes... That can make your world seem a lot bigger. Yeah, you need them to, for that. Because without that character of mine, there would be no normies walking mm -hmm. around, you know, living their life. And and without those people, you lose the you lose the depth. Yeah. Somehow. Sometimes you do need the diner waitress in the one scene who is just done with everybody's shit for the day mm -hmm. because it makes your world feel lived in. Um, so, yeah, I think that is something to take into consideration. Um, so, yeah, we've given you yeah. very conflicting advice, which is <laughs> yes. sometimes you need to take them out and sometimes you do not. <laughs> yes, uh, enjoy that. Good job. I think it's all about analyzing, to tie it all together, it's yeah. about analyzing what they do for the story. And is that worth the number of words they're taking up? I think that's really the number of words yeah. and or just the space in the story just a cost benefit analysis and whether they're big or whether they're small sometimes that cost benefit analysis comes out in their favor even if they're little that's right good luck making choices everybody yeah <laughs> welcome to writing it's a lot of hard choices that's kind of our thoughts on combining characters and or cutting characters um every other friday you can join us at 7 30 p.m eastern on twitch for a live stream and to see the upcoming schedule check out our website at anditswriting.com Thank you.